Wednesday. This television reporter wanted to do an interview with me about the meteor shower. The Perry White? The two who are closest to Clark Kent will put a hero's identity at risk. This is incredible. It's also all true. That's it, you're leaving. Not until I have my story. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the Talon Mix. It's a Smallville po- a Smallville recap podcast, the number one Smallville recap podcast for people who don't watch the television show Smallville. With me, Brian and Zach. How you doing, man? It's good to see you among the living, Brian. Oh. Although no one else is going to see us <laughs> among the living. It'll be good for them to hear us among the living. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a, what's, a, I guess, kind of a new deal. Um, we're still doing the show live Sunday nights, twitch.tv slash goblin voice, unless we ever can't. In which case, it'll just be an audio version. I mean, it's probably better than doing the sad, like, dead on arrival Monday show. The Monday shows were the single, like, <laughs> The worst vibes, the most like obligated, like <laughs> yes. I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, so, how, how's it going since I saw you last? You um, know, it's been a day. It's been about a day and a half since, <laughs> since yeah. we last did it. Doing pretty good. Um, have you had time to like watch anything? Uh, I watched <laughs> uh, the American classic, Dirty Harry. Oh. I've never seen it in its entirety. Oh, really? I've, I've like, I've, I feel like I've caught the majority of it on TV over the years, um, but well, never together but in one are, setting. There are five Dirty Harry movies, so maybe I don't know if it was. That's a great point. Um, Dirty Harry uh, was one of my favorite movies. I mean, not favorite, but I love that movie. I still love it. Uh, even though it is, um, what's a good, a thematically dubious? Sure. <laughs> Especially in the year of our Lord 2022. Yes. Yes. Um, but if you are uh, mature enough and adult enough to <laughs> <laughs> experience uh, things that are thematically dubious um, and still find joy in them uh, where where it exists, then I would recommend Dirty Harry. It's like it's an incredibly well made, right? Beautifully shot movie. It's I got need Clint to see Eastwood. it. I really don't have an excuse. It's got Clint Eastwood at the height of his abilities, um, but you know, it's it's like right. disgusting thematically, right? So I my <laughs> my grandfather is a big Clint Eastwood fan, and uh, he had this condo on the beach, and uh, and it was like it was kind of a drag going there, right? Because like all he had was a row of fucking Clint Eastwood films on VHS, <laughs> and like we'd have to watch them. Uh, and, and now we're not talking. This ain't Unforgiven. This ain't Dirty no. Harry. I'm talking every which way but loose, which is Clint Eastwood with a monkey. <laughs> Great. Great. Not Why? generally as an adult, I've learned not one of his uh, better received ones. Not not a no. more renowned one. He's made like 700 movies. Yes. So there are going to be some stinkers in there. <laughs> and I think that's what he had. It's uh, I did see. That's the only reason I would have seen Hang 'Em High, though, uh, which I didn't appreciate it at the time. At the time, I thought it was kind of fucking boring, but like, it's pretty good. I've never seen Hang 'em High. Um, I don't remember much of it. Uh, so the whole thing is that uh, Clint Eastwood, it's a Western. Clint Eastwood gets hung, uh, but he survives and he comes back for vengeance. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, the whole big line is, when you hang a man and he pulls down his collar, revealing like the scar, the red around his neck, make sure he's dead. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Brian, have you ever seen... Oh, go ahead. I mean, it's just like, hell yeah, it rules. Have you ever seen the uh, Man With No Name movies? Um, The, um, uh, that's That's like like, Good, Bad, and the Ugly? Yeah, Fistful of Dollars. I've seen the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And I think I tried to watch 
fistful of dollars at some point. So, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I certainly appreciate it on an academic level. I've lied about like loving it more than I actually do. It is a very long movie where not a lot it happens. It's definitely a uh, a vibes movie. It's got some. Gr- it's got a, that great score. Yeah. Um, fistful of dollars has this amazing sequence where. <clears throat> Uh, the Clint Eastwood is walking through town, or he's riding through town on a mule, and some like local idiots like shoot at his mule, and the mule runs <laughs> off. And uh, anyway, Clint Eastwood comes back and has like a big showdown with these guys, and they're like, "Go get your mule," <laughs> and they all laugh. And then Clint Eastwood says, "I don't think it's nice, you laughing." You see. <laughs> My mule gets to think you're laughing at him. (laughs) Now, if you apologize, like I know you're going to, and then he just ends up shooting them. It's it's fucking amazing. Look, Google at least uh, fistful of dollars mule. Yeah, hell yeah. I should revisit those as an adult. It's been a while since I've I've actually tried to watch them in earnest. Um, uh, Hell yeah. Um, my wife and I watched, um, uh, before sunrise and, uh, before sunset the other day, uh, which, uh, Emily had not seen before sunset. These are of course the Richard Linklater, uh, Ooh. Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy, um, falling in love and walking around European cities, uh, and talking a whole lot. I have a, nothing interesting to say about them. They hold up. I think they're are very you, good. Are you going to watch the third one? Yes. Yes. Um, we just haven't gotten I- around to it. I've only ever seen before sunset. Oh, really? The second one? Yeah, it's, that's like, funny. It's it, each yeah. of them do hold up on their own, right? Like they are individual pieces. Um, do you have any thoughts on it? Like, uh, as I, I haven't seen it since it first came out on DVD. I was work. I think I was working at Blockbuster at the time, and I just had to free whatever, and it got good reviews. I liked it at the time. Yeah. Um, I think at the time the original was not easily available at least not to me it is it is a smaller movie right so i wanted to watch the first one after that but i could never find it and then when i finally could it was like years later and i'd already forgot what happened in uh, the second one so (laughs) it's um for christmas last year emily got me the um the criterion uh blu-ray like trilogy um which are they're beautiful masters of them they they look gorgeous of like and it's just shots of european streets right like i mean they they look fantastic um but um it's the the first movie is a all just all about being 20 something kind of douchey and just falling hard and fast it's ethan hawk describes the first movie as um like what could be uh the second movie is what could have been uh and then the third movie is the reality of taking this like very whirlwind uh romance and it, it settles it down from 20s to 30s to we've been together for a while and like there's some reality here um, i've i've yeah i've heard the third one is a little bit more of a bummer yeah i um yeah I think so. I I love all three. Um and no, not uh, bad. Not right. bad. It's it gets into the realities of they are not 20 something walking around a European city having just met on a train. <laughs> right. They have been living together for a while and they have arguments and like I think the crux of a movie is a fight. And I when I saw it for the first time, there was a little bit of an element of like no, no, I just liked it when you were making googly eyes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie is about like, no, we did that. We're done with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cool. cool. I need to. I need to watch those. It's, movies. I, I do think you would really like them. It's. I think they hold. Uh, you know, they were the first movie, especially, um, was made by 20-something Gen Xers who I think were smelling their own shit a little bit, um, enjoying the smell of their own. You know, it's, it's a lot of, like, Ethan Hawke, pseudo-intellectual, like, uh, bull- like the guy's, the character's kind of a douchebag. But, and, but it still holds up in, like, yeah, this young 20-something walking around Europe <laughs> would be kind of a douchebag. Right, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it as much as like as eye rolly as some of it, it's it's nothing I wouldn't have done at twenty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to. See, it's a it's a uh, blind spot in my movie 
I, I haven't seen a lot of Linklater. I gotta say, I, I have a smattering of Linklater. Um, as long as you've seen Dazed and Confused. That's one of the big blind spots. Zach has just uh, moved back. From, I haven't seen Slacker. I haven't seen Dazed and Confused. I've seen School of Rock. <laughs> okay, no, School of Rock is great. Okay, Brian, I need you to listen very carefully. Yeah. I know I've done this a few times on this show and in our relationship where I'm like, oh, drop what you're doing and watch this movie. I know, I know. This is the, by far the most drop what you're doing okay. and watch this fucking movie movie. I, especially, especially like watching these, you know, rewatching them before. I'm like, I really don't have any seats. I'm actually um, going to get, because it's also got a Criterion. I'm going to get uh, Slacker and Days and Confused on Criterion. Uh, I've never seen Slacker. But Dazed and Confused is a five star fucking movie. I, I do. I fucking fantastic, Brian. I, there's no reason why I've seen Waking Life and not Dazed and Confused. No, uh, yeah, I've seen Waking Life. <laughs> that one's a rough one. Especially you love vibes movies. Uh-huh. This is the Hangout vibes movie. Baby. There's no excuse. No, there's no excuse. Oh, uh, you're gonna love it. I'm so excited for you to watch this. Um, also, if you like that, not as good, but still. Quite good. Uh, did you see Everybody Wants Some? I didn't, no. Um, oh, but that's like, a, I meant to, and I never got around to it. Yeah, it's it's a very similar uh, style of movie. Very fun. Not as good as Days and Confused, but few films are. That's my um, that's my understanding. It's it's I'm really so a classic that it's a real, real oh, blind spot. It's so good. You gotta watch it. Um, yeah. I, School of Rock is great, though. Don't, you know. Don't I, I'm not bashing it. No, it's, it's certainly yeah. a one for them, but... Uh, it's good. It's a good movie. I got it's no problem. It's a good with one it. for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing wrong with a good studio comedy. If the Oscars uh, rewarded comedic performances, or right. like Jack Black would have won for yeah. School of Rock. Yeah. I also think Ace Ventura, like Jim Carrey would have won for that. Just like a movie where one dude carries the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. The vehicle. The yes. <laughs> best vehicle mm-hmm. driver. Yeah. The, what happened to the vehicle? Like just the the movie that kind of it's you know the vehicle comes of course from uh you know we have someone we have Jack Black and what right. do we we want to do something for Jack Black? What do we have for Jack Black? He's right. kind of a musician, so like let's do like a it's basically like let's come up with a plot to show off this person's comedy right child and we right. don't see that kind of thing anymore. No, I mean it's just movie stars in general. Yeah, not not a, as much a thing anymore. Right. Um, but, I kind of miss. Uh, a, I miss a good one. Oh yeah, no, that's some of my favorite movies. I guess Adam Sandler's still <laughs> turning him out. I guess that's true. And man, that deal because he's got, of course, this crazy deal with Netflix, and like that yeah. man just gets to fucking. Dude, I guarantee he's probably got the most watched shit on that. Oh, oh, oh without a doubt. Um, he did make a joke after, because um, of course, he, uh, the fact that he wasn't up for Uncut Gems is so shocking to me. Right. Uncut Gems got nothing, oh. I think. I Well, that just, who gives a fuck about the Oscars? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, Uncut was, Gems was maybe the best movie that, of that year. It's so, Parasite came out yeah. that year, but Uncut it, it, Oh shit! I forgot that was like a year of a lot of really good movies. Yeah. No, you're right. But Uncut Once Gems was time, up there. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. What a right. great year for fucking really movie. good year. Oh, and that was the right before the pandemic. That was the right. end of movies. So that was like right. he ended on a high note. Right. <laughs> but the fact that Uncut Gems got nothing. Yeah. Uh, Buck Wild. Uh, I mean, I, it's probably because it like is one of the most stressful movies. It's <laughs> there is a a couple of friends of mine have noted it and had a similar experience of like there is a weird like generation gap with it of like I showed it to my parents who were my dad like kind of liked it my mom was like no no this is not no 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 thank you because yeah. it's grimy and weird and like stressful right. and <laughs> right oh no and there there is a big chunk of the population who does not want to see a movie that will make them feel uncomfortable yeah. It's true. Right. I don't get it, but yeah. And, right. And uh, obviously there are different kinds of discomfort, but one of the more mainstream ones and one of the ones that I love is suspense. Yes. But there are people still who are like, oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want I don't want that even for a second. <laughs> so. it's, that movie is just the up parts of a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I saw that with my uh, younger 
brother and sister. Uh, and my brother at the time, I think he was uh, 17 and my sister was 14. And uh, we're like in the climax of the movie when like they're watching the Celtics game. Like it's just, and he keeps upping the ante. Yeah. Like he gets out of one and he just adds another problem. Uh, I look over, like I'm sitting here like this and I look <laughs> over and my, my brother's like, like he's like leaned this far forward and then i look past him to my sister and she's asleep (laughs) no incredible not not into it (laughs) but me and my brother were like like oh dying dying." we uh that was one of the one of those movies where i'm audibly making noises like ah no it's <laughs> we went to the um uh because uh, my wife is fancy we got invited to the New York premiere of it um and uh, uh, Sandler was there Kevin Garnett was there um, oh, wow cool. I, I took a piss next to Joel Edgerton oh hey all right <laughs> um uh but uh, it was the exact same like uh, the whole theater just you know it's my dream to make a, mo- a movie that makes people do that truly. Um, man okay we we obviously have to have a mission impossible section we'll have a uh, top gun section well brian um you know what they're not talking about on talkville before sunset before sunrise before midnight dazed and confused uncut gems if they talk about those movies one time i will do nothing because it could come up and I don't want to take responsibility right, yeah. for that. There's we like 10 seasons of this opposition show. research, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> They're listening to you, so they will purposely bring it up right. to fuck with you. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, we know you're watching and listening. We guys. know you're watching and listening. Know, I know you'll never admit it, but... So they got to... Maybe they're enjoying it. I hope they are enjoying yeah, it. No, I, I'm, I'm sure when they finally release their show, I keep waiting for it. I'm going to enjoy it. I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to listen to it. It's going to be great. It's not going to stop me from yeah, haunting awesome. their voicemails yeah. like a terrible poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know oh, what? Brian, did you press, did you press record? Yes. Cool. <laughs> yes, okay. I did. Did I triple check three times? Yeah. <laughs> um, should we get on to uh, Should we get on to Smallville? I guess. I guess. It, I guess it's at time. some point we should probably start talking about Smallville. Uh, this week we covered Perry. We're of course reading uh, directly from smallville.fandom.com. Thank you, Smallville Wiki writers, for basically scripting our podcast for us. <laughs> um, uh, pull it up and follow along for yourself. Uh, Perry is the fifth episode of the third season of Smallville and the 49th episode overall. It aired on October 29th, 2003. Um, Perry, of course, is, uh, and we'll obviously get into it, but uh, Perry White is a famous uh, piece of Superman legend yeah i'm i was wondering i can't remember is this the first major superman character that has been on the show aside from the original cast um i guess so right yeah i don't think we've had another major um superman comics character other than the people who were in the first episode have we heard there is a i guess spoilers for smallville but um uh, has there been me- casual mention of Jimmy Olsen yet? No, I Chloe think... Chloe has like a fling over the summer with... I think that's season four we hear about Jimmy Olsen. Got it. Or... Um, his twin yeah. is on the show. <laughs> yes, his his twin was a freak of the week. Yes. Right. Um, but uh, I get... Yeah, I guess this is... And season three, that's pretty like... Uh, as much as like we love to like give Smallville shit for being like ah ah that's gonna be Superman, it's like that the restraint to not bring a, you know a character in yeah. sooner. Other well, you talked the, about how they're partly embarrassed that they're Superman. Right, that's true. Right, right. But uh, yeah, and the, we'll talk about the great Michael McKean. Yes, get into it. Um, so. A comet hits the sun, causing the largest solar flare ever recorded. Clark is on his way to meet Pete at the Talon when he abruptly runs out of super speed in the middle of the road. <laughs> the way this is, they phrase it that way, he runs out of super speed. He's a, Clark is a video game. Right. The way his powers, like Superman's powers, don't 
like work kind of never really made sense to me. Um, but uh, so he's just a normal guy all the rest of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I know he's powered by the sun, but I kind of thought like that was just his thing. Like he just is strong. No, right, it's like yeah. a power. Um, Don't pull out that thread, Brian. I know. I know. It's not worth it. Um, so uh, a car driven by the perpetually drunk Perry White uh, careens to miss him and hits a utility po- pole. Uh, Perry White, of course, is uh, McKean. Um, who is, did you know this, Annette O'Toole's husband? I did. That's funny. Um, yes. Annette O'Toole, of course, is Martha Kent. Ma- Michael McKean, um, what else has he been in? He's like one of those guys you're like, oh, I've seen. he's He's great. a character. I, always- I actually have his, uh, he was in This Is Spinal Tap. Um, yes. That's like the first like referenced one. Um, I'm, he's in Clue. He's in did Clue. You ever Clue. Yes, I've seen Clue. Mr. Green in Clue. Yes, my wife loves Clue. I'm not as uh, big into it. I don't have a I, lot of affection. I for loved it. it growing up. It was one of my favorites. I watched it a few years ago, and it didn't do anything for me. But. Yeah. Um, let's see. He's also in. Uh, he's in the show. I'm just looking at his IMDb. He's he's in the show Billions. He's in Better Call Saul. He's uh, uh, Saul's brother in that in the Breaking Bad spinoff. Um, uh. But yeah, uh, character oh, actor. Oh, you know what he's in? That is his his biggest best performance. Short Circuit Two. <laughs> I'm not. You think I'm joking? I've never seen it. Oh, Brian. The original Short Circuit. I don't think I've ever seen, or I don't remember it. <laughs> it's not supposed to be very good. But I've seen Short Circuit Two three hundred times. <laughs> it was one of my favorite movies growing up, and I actually have seen it in the last few years, and it mostly holds up. It's a fun kids movie like but an 80s yeah. kids movie where it's like there's a lot of adult shit in there okay okay what well, okay because we've we've talked about this before but like here's here might be a fun um i'm assuming like you kind of know short circuit too like by memory by haven't seen it as a kid mm-hmm. that's me with the original ninja turtles movie and I think if I watch Short Circuit 2, you watch Ninja Turtles and just kind of like, I, I've oh. seen Ninja Turtles so many times that like, I can't even view it objectively. I just like it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a great thing that we should do. But I will let you know, I have seen the original Ninja Turtles a lot of times too. Okay. Okay. Maybe there's a, maybe up, there's a better one. Yeah. I mean, that was Ninja Turtles were the right. biggest thing when I was a kid too. <laughs> um, but I would love to watch it. I haven't seen it for a few years. <clears throat> It's I obviously it's an interesting one. I've talked about it before. I think it's a pretty good movie. Not no, a great, is, not is. a great movie. Just like they put an effort in when they didn't have to. <laughs> right. I think that was pretty much Roger Ebert's review of it. Yeah, his negative review of it was like, and it's it's, and it, what he said of it holds true. There hasn't been a better Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> no, he was like, this is. I think it was basically like, this movie has. It's better than it has any right to be. Right. It was like, basically, right. I can't imagine a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie being any better. Um, yeah. But, uh, man, Ninja Turtles rule. That's uh, a great comparison, though. It's about that level of quality. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They tried. There's there's stuff, too, they tried. I mean, the Michael McKean is the best part of shorts, too. That's for sure. Hell, yeah. He uh, brings it. So Clark uses his super speed and super strength to rip the car door off and pull Perry to safety. I, th- I think well, that gets what we open with Perry drinking at a bar and he's really drunk, like clearly performing it as very drunk. And then the director of this episode, whoever it is, is worried we're not going to get that. So they switch to a POV <laughs> shot of him and it's blurred, like just blurred looking at the bartender. <laughs> right. It's uh we have <laughs> uh wiki writer someone is clearly added the next paragraph begins with Perry had just been thrown out of the wild coyote. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but I think that gets us to Somebody say Um yes. Um people can't see us bobbing our heads in the audio version but we were. We were. Uh, okay, so back at the farm, Clark is driving fence posts when he misjudges his strength and drives one almost completely into the ground. Cannot stress enough that this uh, farm does not run without a one-man No, staff. absolutely <laughs> not. Even with one man who can do the work of 100, they're still struggling every right. day. Uh, the wiki just really brushed past, uh, like... The car crash. There's a car crash first. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah. 
Um, so Clark is running, super speeding, and then he stops suddenly because he runs out. And then Michael McKean, who's drunk driving, sees him at the last second, veers out of the way into a telephone pole. <laughs> um, Clark rushes over, tears the door off, <laughs> even though it doesn't look like he has to. Right. I think he could have just opened that door. Tears Clark. the door off. And then instead of setting it down, he hurls it 400 feet away. Though there and, is a thing about like how he's kind of out of control of his powers, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. I don't know if that's that has to do true. with it. Yeah, they didn't make that clear, but that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, okay, so Clark's driving fence posts. He drives one into the ground. Perry approaches and tells them it was somehow Clark's fault that he swerved and crashed his car. He threatens to sue the Kents, unless Clark takes him around town to help him investigate the meteor shower and its strange effects. Yes, Zach. This this is the laziest writing of this episode. Super, and it's actually not a bad episode, but yeah. No, but this is so awful because the scene starts out basically by Perry White talking about how drunk he was. He got his car taken away, his license taken away. He's got a DUI for what happened. He was driving drunk. Right. His, his, uh, Blood alcohol content was off the charts. I don't know if it was a 2.0. A 2.0. And then he says, let's talk about a settlement because Clark is at fault. And he uses this as like blackmail to blackmail Clark into showing him around town. And Johnny K and Clark are like, oh, no, we have to do what he says or Clark will get in trouble. The guy was hammered. Right. You are not under any obligation right. to do anything for right. this guy. No. Like very lazy writing. Like the writers can't come up with another reason for him to show him around town. That seems to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he threatens. Also, uh, Perry White right, well, works for a cable TV show about paranormal Right, called right. X Styles. <laughs> Does the X Files exist in the in the Smallville universe? Oh uh, yes, absolutely. So X Styles mm-hmm. is in universe a riff on X Files. Yes, but it sounds like a extreme sports show. It or does. Like... <laughs> X Styles. <Something laughs> on... Yeah, something on MTV. <laughs> Um, anything else? Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, good. Um, um, okay. Um, he threatens to sue the Kents unless Clark takes him around town to help him investigate the meteor shower and its strange effects. Clark takes Perry to the Talon, where Perry callously asks Lana for an interview about the day of the meteor shower. She he, is a f- he, he throws down that Time Magazine cover with the little girl who played right. Lana in the pilot. <laughs> and uh, we've talked about this, but I think it was season one, so no one else heard it. How much that little girl looks like fucking Kristen Crow. It does. Insane. It had they have to be related. They have to be. <laughs> that's a thing. Sometimes you'll find like a little it's cousin true, or something. But I think that's just like great great job, small Great job. Great job. Um Okay, she is Alana uh, is offended and asks them both to leave. Clark kind of takes a little heat for uh like you're but, with this guy. But but that's again like they're doing Lana dirty because Clark is like immediately like get the fuck out of here like leave her alone right and then she's like Clark I can't believe you're with this guy you should both can't leave. believe you're physically standing next to this guy like I don't know yeah <laughs> what do you mean with this guy like it's imagine imagine if I was like Zach uh, some guy is looking for you <laughs> and you went and talked to him <laughs> and he said something shitty I was like hey why'd you say he was looking for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah why are you with this guy Brian get out of here. <laughs> friend get out of here good friend for many years i will not no benefit of the doubt <laughs> just the uh, part it's a teen drama thing it's not exclusive to smallville but like these character relations are absolutely required for everyone to take everything in the worst faith possible yes mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah and do no digging right <laughs> i mean lost as you know one of my favorite shows of all time i even love the ending but uh show that does not exist without characters refusing to ask each other <laughs> um, deeper questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, bad communication, really important part. Really of that show. important. Um 
Okay. Uh, Lana asks Clark and Perry to both leave. Perry asks Clark to take him to the meet the editor of The Torch, which has a reputation among the bug-eyed monster circles. Once again, it is a school newspaper. How is this getting distributed anywhere other than a high school? The internet, Brian. The internet. Find any high school's newspaper. Um. I'm worried I'm going to get flagged if yeah, I try to do not that. Not worth you it. Know what I mean, like- not worth it. <laughs> um, Chloe is eager to talk about her wall of weird until she learns that Perry works for X Styles. <laughs> he interests <laughs> her. Oh, you created a theme. There we go. Opening theme for X Styles. That's free oh, X Styles. You can have it. Um, her interest is renewed when she realized that he is Perry White, multiple Pulitzer nominated journalist extraordinaire. So he's a, he has a real journalist that's been slumming it for X styles. I'm not going to do it again. My throat. (laughs) You built it up. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to tell. It's like, has it been too many beats? Is the, (laughs) yeah, right. Should you do it again? Has it been too many? Should we move on from the bit? The answer uh, is always do it again. Wonderful. At least on this show. Torture comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lex is finishing his last session with Dr. Claire Foster, talking about the art in the castle and claiming that he has no emotional issues. Are we referring to the Luther mansion as the castle? Yes. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, L- <laughs> All right, all right, Wiki. Um, Lana arrives and asks Lex to do something to prevent Perry from interviewing or videotaping her. Lex says he'll make sure he doesn't bother her again. Perry was supposed to go back to the hotel, but Clark finds him back at the Wild Coyote. Once again, a real bar in Vancouver that I don't think is standing anymore. Um, a lot of people getting that A serves minors <laughs> and overserves. Uh Okay, we got to talk about this Lex scene. Yes. With Lana. The scene begins with Lex. He's like meditating. He's got his eyes closed. He's listening to ocean sounds. Um, and Lana reaches out and grabs him from off camera to get his attention. And of course, he freaks out. It's like, Lana, how about Lana. like, hey, Lex? Yeah. Lex? <laughs> There's other ways to <laughs> snap someone out of a trance. Right. Hi, Lex. It's your high schooler friend. Here it is. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but I love Lex in this scene. That's like, good. And it's, it's, we're kind of st- leaning into the Lex Lana thing a little here. It, which it, is, it shows up earlier than I would have like guessed. Which is icky. Super. It's not, it's not like overt yet. It's right. just like she comes to Lex. And he, I love his little line. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't go to Clark with this. <laughs> and she goes, Clark's with him. Again. Worst and Lex, doesn't, Lex isn't like, hey, no. what does that mean? <laughs> Clark, Clark's with him. Yeah, we or hate that Clark. guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm surprised you didn't go to Clark with this. What was Clark going to do to this guy? Right. <laughs> hey, get out of town. Hey. Um... Okay, so uh, Clark finds uh, Perry at the Wild Coyote. He asks what happened to his career, but they are interrupted by Lex. Perry promises Lex that he is not doing a story on Lionel, but Lex says he doesn't have anything to do with that and takes him to the bus stop. Lex hates Perry for approaching him at boarding school, scrounging for dirt on his father. Um, Amazing, and I'm not being sarcastic, shot of Lex entering the bar. I think I missed it. Oh, I don't remember it. You should actually go back and watch it. It's like <laughs> it's like the bar door opens and they're in a dark, you know, dive bar. That has like, let minor Clark Kent in. Yes. They're, the Clark and Perry are standing there and in between them the door opens and it's just like one of the, the light outside is so much brighter and you just see Lex or his silhouette step into the doorway. <laughs> oh, good shit, Smallville. I also like when he drives Perry to the bus stop and he like, he pulls out Perry's luggage and like Perry reaches like he's going to hand it to him and Lex just tosses it on the ground. <laughs> Good shit. 
It's good. It's good. Uh, thinking Perry has left Smallville, Clark returns home and helps his dad lift up the tractor. At first, Clark doesn't seem to have any strength. Then, to his and Jonathan's shock, he throws the tractor clear over his head. Do we mark it now or do we wait? <laughs> yeah. Because that uh, if you go if you go to the Smallville wiki yourself, you can see a screen cap here, and that uh, that tractor ain't coming down easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Brian, this is, uh, we're about to enter into to an existential discussion about this podcast. You might need to get Emily. <laughs> um, is it possible that this counts as both broken farm equipment and a car crash? If we are asking, does this tractor count as a car? I would say no. You can drive a tractor on the road. Fuck. But like not on yeah. the highway. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, the the next day, I was talking about how we've been watching, uh, my wife and I have been watching through David Lynch. We have the straight story next, <laughs> which is yeah. about literally that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a Disney movie? Yeah, G his only G-rated movie. He um, drives a tractor across the country in that right, one. Right, I've never seen it, um, but um, I didn't even know it existed until <laughs> until this. Um, but uh, I, uh, so... My like what? no car what? gets no car gets crushed, right? No, not in this shot. It's just the tractor. Um, but like, what? Like, if a motorcycle got destroyed, we, I think we would count that, right? Oh, great point. I was out. I was out, and you pulled me back in. <laughs> we would just we would count a motorcycle. We would count uh, probably. I mean, let's have that discussion right now because this is really important. Dude, should um, I go get Emily and make her the the arbiter? I think absolutely is is absolutely yes. Okay, okay, we're back. Um, Zach, could you phrase the the problem we are having? To, Emily's here behind me. Can you pose the the problem? First of all, hi Emily. Hello. Good to see you. You too. I can't wait for you to come on again. We're doing the third season now, so now you have to do another episode. Yeah, make it a good one. We're gonna pick a really good one. Um, okay. We just there's a scene in this episode where Clark accidentally throws a tractor like a mile, and it lands, and it 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 gets destroyed. Um, we are trying to decide if this counts as a car destruction. Um, keep in mind if we've had you know semi trucks, vans trucks cars all get destroyed and those count i believe a motorcycle would count if we had i think we've agreed a motorcycle i believe the precedent is set for a motorcycle so the argument for a tractor counting is that you can drive a tractor on the road uh you probably take a tractor to the mechanic i don't know my my main question was gonna be is it legal to drive a tractor on a road and i think if that is the case then it counts Okay, well, let's let better Google it to make sure that that I think it's legal. Yeah, if you don't mind uh, Googling that real fast. You drive a tractor on the road. I've certainly See? seen my cousins drive their tractors on the road, but I don't know if it's <laughs> legal. It says, oh, driving a tractor on a highway is a legal and often necessary part of harvest. All right. Uh, but it, part of, I mean, I, I, if it is a, all right, fuck. Great. Emily, thank you so much for helping us. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm going to go back to bed now. I fully woke her up out of an actual sleep. <laughs> Stop. No, you did not. I wasn't and, asleep, but I was in bed. Okay. I was going to say, because like, you're smiling and you're happy. And If someone woke me up from sleep to come on a podcast, I, would, uh, I wouldn't be smiling. That's I wasn't sure. asleep, but I was on the way there. Goodbye, I'm, Emily. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye. I'm so glad we have that resource available. It's really us. important. <laughs> Honestly, the show doesn't work without it. No. Okay. So that, ooh, that's a twofer. That's a farm equipment and a car wreck. Wow. Big deal. Big day. We're already halfway to the season two car wreck mark. Man, we're five episodes in. Five for five. Wow! So this is like not quite season one levels, but it's we're there's quite back. a bit. It's quite a bit. Um, season two really calmed down on it, but like we're picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, 
So said tractor slash car lands several miles away in front of Perry White at the bus stop. Clark super speeds towards it, and Perry looks on in wonder. Clark and Jonathan try to cover it by uh, saying it fell off a flatbed truck while someone was trying to, to steal it. But Perry maintains that it fell out of the sky. Great, great uh, gaslighting by Johnny K. Like, yeah, I wonder where Clark gets it. <laughs> I mean, that's a good lie to come up with. That's yeah. like a great. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and no one's going to believe the drunkard that it fell out of the sky. Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. who, you know, you're hearing two stories on the road. Which one are you going to believe? <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Um, the sheriff knows he's a drunk and doesn't pay him any attention. Instead of leaving town, Perry visits Chloe at the torch to study her wall of weird. Chloe offers to help him find what he's been looking for because he used to be the kind of journalist because he used to be the kind of journalist she wants to be. He insinuates that he had a great story about Lionel Luther, but he was prevented from writing it. He also admits to being intrigued by Clark. Mm. Who isn't? <laughs> um, okay. Clark and Jonathan guess Clark's problem is having something to do with the solar flares. Uh, uh, that's wiki. You're brushing over that. There's a scene where they're talking about it. The scene, oh, we should have kept track of scenes that open with Johnny K being skeptical <laughs> about a theory that is obviously correct. A, a real octagon moment. Yes, an octagon moment. We'll call it an octagon moment from now on. Yeah. I don't know, Clark. This is quite a leap. It's like open. The, it's just. Much like the tall buildings in a single bound, your son can yeah. leap. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, here's a question. And like, we haven't. I, shit, we might need to get Emily back in here. We're establishing a piece of Superman lore. That's not necessarily a Nietzsche line. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. So, like the the learning that he that the sun is uh, powering him doesn't count because that's just no, lore. no. It would have to be like some pun about the sun, right? Right, and power and something terrible, yeah. right? Uh, right. It has to be. Uh, he's going to be Superman, not like yeah. He's Superman. This is the Superman. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh, otherwise, it'd be every single time the title screen Smallville comes up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Clark uh, and Jonathan guess Clark's problems have something to do with the solar flares, and Pete discovers that they have caused glitches and power surges all over the world. Clark decides to avoid using his powers until the effects from the flares wear off tomorrow. Chloe arrives to warn him that Perry is still investigating and seems particularly interested in Clark. Clark finds Perry in the barnyard. He has researched Clark's hero history in Smallville. Clark hears his mother calling, and as he turns to go, he suddenly super speeds away right in front of Perry. I will say, for as bad as, for as lazy as the writing was up top, I do think this is a fun thing of like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna find, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out about the superhero. Uh, and then it was like, no, I'm not gonna do it independently. And so it does create a, a funny, a comedy of errors. Yeah, no, it's a great setup for an episode. Um, so Lex is furious when he finds out that Dr. Foster will not sign off on his psychological release, recommending continuing sessions on an indefinite basis. She maintains that he has yet to deal with any of his emotion or physical trauma. Lex seems to know that she is right, but he is still upset and throws her out. Perry goes to Lex with information about Lionel, which he will trade to Lex for anything he knows about Clark. Perry guesses... The therapist does say to Lex that he's been through, since he moved to Smallville, a lot of emotional and physical trauma. And she is absolutely fucking She's right. nailed it. <laughs> yes. She's like, you've been gaslit by your father and your best friend for and your child best friend let's talk more about this high schooler that is your best friend (laughs) and is continuously getting one over on you according to my notes you've suffered from (laughs) eight concussions and and oh by the way about that high school friend can we talk about the lab you have dedicated to it yes the secret room (laughs) yeah no i'm gonna recommend a couple more sessions (laughs) You have a computer that is solely dedicated to showing your like life-threatening car crash on repeat. 
just like yeah, your hey, near-death experience just over and over. Hey, hey, Lex, you're not doing good, bud. <laughs> yeah, you, you married a woman who was basically just there to try to kill you and take your money. <laughs> um, you were on an yeah, you were on an island. She nearly succeeded. <laughs> right, you were on an island talking to yourself. Hey, hey, Lex. <laughs> you might need more than five sessions, yeah. bud. Um, so Perry goes to Lex with information about blah, blah, blah. Perry guesses that the only reason Lex made friends with Clark was in order to investigate the mystery surrounding him. Lex reacts violently, threatening Perry if he doesn't stay away. He seems surprised by his own outburst. Trembling, he agrees to extra sessions with Dr. Foster. He got there. He got there on his own. Well... The wiki really condensed. He doesn't agree <laughs> until the end of the episode. I guess that's true. <laughs> They're just wrapping it up. Right. Um, okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Okay. Clark arrives home by bus that night. He says he's, <laughs> his speed gave out around Lake Tahoe, a thousand miles away. Uh, he tried to run home, but his speed gave out again around Colorado Springs. He barely had enough money for a bus ticket. I would say if I were a teenager and then suddenly stuck in a different state from where I was, I just live there now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want Colorado Springs. Let me see how long it would take to get from Colorado Springs to, uh, what's the city in Kansas? Um, I, I imagine it's just right Wichita. in the gutter. There you go. Um, how long does it take to drive from? Oh, okay, seven hours. Okay, twenty-eight minutes. So okay, okay, okay. On the bus, it's probably a, a ten-hour bus ride. Right, but you know, a doable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would probably just keep walking and then hope my super speed. Came yeah, back it's yeah, it ain't know. gonna come back on the bus. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he vows to stay home until the flare passes, but Perry has installed a camera crew outside. Clark's heat vision sets the curtains on fire, and he worries that he'll burn the farm down. Uncontrollable oh. boners. That's <laughs> yes. I was gonna say an uncontrollable erection. It the scenes with his heat vision are so much funnier when you think about that. Yes. It's ruined Superman for me forever. He's with Pete in like the kitchen or something. And he's like, Pete, look out. (laughs) I'm I'm getting a hard on. It's boner time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. How, How awful would it be? To be a teenager and have your erections uh, uncontrollable based on some solar flare. like They were already uncontrollable. <laughs> I know. I know. They already at a moment's notice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Jonathan lures Perry away from the farm so Clark and Pete can sneak out. Perry goes back to the talent, apologizes to Lana, and asks her to take him to the bus stop. Creepy, don't do it. It's so he does a thing of like, I will stay out of your life if you just take me to the bus stop. Lana goes, I'll get my coat. Yeah, uh, way too willing to. It's a should red flag. Should Lana, you have been, Lana, you much like Lex have had a terrible couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> the yes. answer, the answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not give you grown man who has. Uh, like bothered me at my work a ride to the middle of nowhere Mm. Uh, and also yeah and meanwhile in like also a grown man i am a high schooler i'm going to the police that you won't leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) um okay we skipped over or they might be getting to it the the plot point where clark and pete um, who has like three scenes and it's, it's like a big Pete episode, three scenes. <laughs> Clark and Pete. Everything's coming up, Pete. <laughs> are going to drive out, I think like to the woods to go camping or something so that he's right. not around and people can't see. Um, and as they are loading up into the car to leave, we get our first, well, not our first, our biggest yikes of the season and our biggest yikes 
in a long time, Brian. I don't remember what this is. This is Yikes of the Year. Oh, my God. Material. What the fuck was it? So Clark says to, to Pete, thanks for doing this with me. And Pete replies, um, you know I'm always up for a little undercover brother. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And it, it's 2003, that's for damn sure. You know uh, the white writers came uh-huh. up with that for the only black person on this fucking show to say, you Yikes. always know I'm up for a little undercover brother. Yikes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a oh, yikes. Smallville. That's a yikes. That's a yikes. That's a big yikes. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think Sam Jones III is like, I'm not getting paid enough for this? I I mean, he ain't going to be around much longer. I think, let me put it, I think it's a pretty mutual decision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sam, I don't think Sam Jones quite got fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... He's like, you're giving me undercover brother references. Right. I think this uh. guy's good. Um, in some in some canons of Superman, Pete does become president of the United States. Oh, well, it's not too late. Smallville, the animated series. Smallville, the animated series. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Get Sam Jones the third back. Running up against Lionel Luther. <laughs> or uh, Lex Luthor, who's haunted by the ghost of Lionel Luther. I... They should be hiring us as writers. (laughs) Unless that line was ad-libbed, which I think there's about a 2% chance. I cannot believe someone wrote that in a script and gave it to this poor fucking guy to read on this show. I don't want to call Talkville about this, (laughs) (laughs) but it crossed my mind. Talkville. What the <laughs> fuck? Talkville. Uh, we got a Talkville. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do, do we open up every call to Talkville with, hey, Talkville, we got a talk. We got a Talkville. <laughs> we got a Talkville. Uh, <laughs> um, Clark gets a distressed call from Lana at Saunders Gorge, but his speed is still out, so Pete has to drive him. Uh, they make it to the Sa- view. Saunders Gorge, of course, in uh, Kansas, located the right, big gorge, yep. located in Kansas. The, the famous Kansas Gorge. Yes. Um, they make it to the viewpoint where Perry is standing out on a ledge. Lana explains that Perry got out of the car and threatened to jump unless she called Clark. Perry jumps to prove that Clark has the power to save him, and Clark dives to catch him. They both fall, but Perry has tied a rope to his ankle. Clark and Perry dangle perilously. Pete throws Clark another rope and hauls him to the car. This is actually a fun scene. There's more here, but like this is actually a fun scene of like I, Perry's like, I'm going to jump. You're going to save me and prove you have powers. And and Clark's having to be like, I don't, buddy, don't really, no, yeah. really don't. <laughs> I don't have powers right now. I got yeah. nothing for you, dude. <laughs> great, great setup. And then... uh some actual stunt work i think so it looks like it like no definitely like it's a sad we're in such a sad cgi state of affairs that like i'm getting exhilarated by this smallville (laughs) set piece Um, also clark appears to jump through the railing yeah like perry's standing on this railing yeah good point he starts to jump and clark jumps for to grab him and then it just cuts to both of them falling (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah, the logistics maybe don't work there. (laughs) Um, So Clark and Perry are dangling. Uh, Perry's rope breaks, and he grabs Clark. Also, his flask falls out. It's a great shot. (laughs) Uh, Pete successfully pulls the two up, and Perry realizes his error when he sees Clark's bloody hands. Uh, the next day, the effects of the flare have faded and Clark's powers are back to normal. He proves with his neat little trick for his mom. He throws a bale of hay to the upper level of the barn and then super speeds around to catch it. Lana comes by to tell Clark how much she cares about him. Really? Because you just took, you t- <laughs> this episode did Lana a dirty. Yes. 
Yes, I care about you. I will not ever think anything good of you. Right. I will not. I will think the absolute worst of you at every opportunity. But every I care opportunity. About uh, Clark takes Perry to the bus stop again, and Perry admits that he feels guilty for tearing down someone who is so considerate of others. Perry says he now has the courage to finish the story he never wrote and is going to try the Daily Planet. He also says uh, he sees a glimmer of hope in Clark's journalism skills, and they part on good terms. Now, this maybe goes into Nietzsche territory. Because it does go into like, hey, when you're in Metropolis, look me up. Yeah, yeah, it's borderline. It's borderline. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad. I like no, it. No, no, no. It's fun stuff. I don't know. I'll give or take it. If you don't think it is, I'm not. Well, I'm we not don't. Fight we it. don't actually keep track of Nietzsche lines. Oh, we don't. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no reason to keep track of it. But I think it's. But I think it is. I think it's close enough. Yeah, it's basically it's the spirit of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, Clark drives into the bus stop in the red pickup. Like that got totaled last week. Right. <laughs> How many red pickups do they have? I know we got to. We should have kept track of red pickups that they went through. You know. Uh, so actually, here's a production question. Um, this actually, I would be actually be interested in talking to Talkville about the Talkville. We got to Talkville. Um, with stunts like that, you know, you see the. Do they just like do a bunch? Like, is there like a car day? <laughs> or are they done like week to week? You know, they I, they got to be week to week because they write these things as they make them. You know, yeah, man, interesting. Then then that means they went and they just got a different red car. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yep, mm-hmm. I guess so. All right, all yeah. right. Yeah, they're 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 totaling these cars. Yeah, I I guess actually I, I guess what makes that the st- I'm realizing the stunt car probably isn't the car they're driving that. <laughs> Like there are right, stunt yeah. pickups and and mm-hmm. then there's that's why no, there's the car they use for action. There's an acting car, quote unquote, and then they find right. a stunt pickup to wreck. Yes. Yeah. Um but uh that's the episode. I'd say it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it was fun. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a fun it? one. And you can't like again, we've talked about this before, but you can't underestimate the excitement people got when Yes. It, anything. You, anything. Any, Yes, anything from the Superman lore appeared in this show just make you giddy. Because it wasn't and, it wasn't like this was not a culture of wait after the credits and there will be a thing from some fucking C tier Marvel character will say no. a word and everyone will go, Oh, that thing <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I think this has probably is the biggest one yet in the show. Yeah, definitely. So I'm sure people are shooting their wads, shooting their heat vision. Right, it's, over this episode, and you know, I like I like that stuff. You know, I do like the it's Superman stuff. Oh yeah, especially um, in this show. One thing they do really well is they dole that out sparingly. Yes, I mean, surprising. Not, not restra- I mean, surprising restraint. Yeah, yeah, not counting Nietzsche lines, but right. like the Superman lore stuff. Right, and by the end of the show, it's a full-on Superman show, but it's very gradual. Yeah. So, um, do you think? And like, we'll obviously talk about it in a couple of years, but. uh do, do you think they should have just owned it and just made him Superman? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the last, I'd say, three seasons, he is essentially Superman. It, the show is basically set in Metropolis. He and Lois are working at the Daily Planet. He's fighting crime. It's well, the only thing that is he's not called Superman, and he doesn't have this suit on. Yeah. It, just they own it. Should. Just own it. Yeah. We got to talk about the music in this episode, dude. Uh, it opens. I love this bar by Toby Keith, which ha- I've seen the music video for that several times. It's insane. <laughs> um, not, not it dates poorly. Um, um, Arms Down, the demo version by Zoli Mora. Not familiar with that. We got Blue by Leanne Rimes. Uh, Crossroads by Lizzie. I'll be okay. Oh, wrong crossroads. <laughs> bone thugs. Gotta put this yes. bone thugs on here. Um, I'll be okay by Q and a pretty buck wild walking in Memphis cover by Lone Star. Yes. That I is what the episode say, ends on. Yes. The, it, we were so close to a great needle drop. Yes. <laughs> Do you think they couldn't get the original one or it, or it was just a, I'm some gonna, cool band? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to guess that Lone Star with someone Warner Music was like, throw this on. Um, 
walking in Memphis is such a banger. <laughs> it's it no, 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 no. it's too much. Even it, like even in this show, it's like wait, what? No, too much. <laughs> but, but but also, I'm never mad when it's here. <laughs> God, I think is there a walking in Memphis needle drop in the X Files? I hope so. Um, I'm just looking at some notes here. Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's performed by share, uh, not the actual share, but the share lookalike. Got it. Oh, great. Uh, I got some notes here. Some interesting stuff. Perry White mentions that he is a reporter for the TV show X Styles, a parody of the popular television show X Files. Michael McKean, who portrayed White, appeared on an episode of the X Files as a Men in Black operative who switched bodies with the show's main character Fox. Great Mulder. episode. Great episode. I, I need to watch X-Files. I've tried. It's never really happened for me. Uh, no Lionel this episode. Oh, I mean, it would have been better with Lionel. It's, it's always better. It's always better. Can you Lionel. imagine they would like, well, give me one Lionel Michael McKean scene. You, right. Come on. Come on. Um, let's see. This episode introduces Smallville's version of Perry White. Um in this episode, Perry calls Sheriff Adams chief, to which she responds, don't call me chief. Uh, one of Perry's catchphrases in the comments, that's a Nietzsche line. Oh, I didn't even... I didn't. I, I didn't definitely even. didn't catch that. But yes, I see it now. Clock that. that. Yes, that is for sure a Nietzsche yes. line. Great. Great. Um, Perry White and Claire Foster, that... Oh, I wondered this because there was a blue hyperlink on the Claire Foster thing. Are the 11th and 12th DC Comics characters to be adapted to the series? To the psychologist. Right. But I was, yes, but not major. No, 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 no. And I wondered, they're probably counting Clark, Lana, Pete. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, Martha Kay, Lois, or Lana Lang. Right, right. Lex Luthor, Lionel Luthor. Um, I, I don't know who Claire Foster is. Let me do a quick. Claire Foster, DC Comics. Um, now nah, there's nothing interesting. <laughs> yeah, also the the Metropolis PD person, I think, is from the comics, too. Right, right. Um, okay. Um, uh, at the conclusion of this episode, Walking in Memphis by Lone Star can be heard playing as Perry boards the bus. This song references Elvis Presley, uh, who was Perry White's hero in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. No. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not intentional. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That's a stretch. Stretch of the episode. <laughs> um, as this week's episode aired, uh, the sun really was experiencing large solar flares. That's a hell of wow. a coincidence. That's crazy. That's, that's definitely cool. That's pretty nuts. Um, uh, it's interesting. They had the Halloween episode. I mean, it wasn't a Halloween episode, but their spooky episode last week. And this episode was two days before Halloween. Interesting. I wonder if they just timed it bad. Yeah, maybe, you know, Something yep. they it, it ended up premiering a week earlier than somebody right, thought. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what yep. I would assume would happen. Um, that's a uh, that's about it. That's uh, aside from the fact that Michael McKean is uh, married to Annette O'Toole. Um, that seems like everything. Uh, good episode. Yeah, fun it was overall. fun. Yep, we got two good ones in a row. Yeah. Um, let's keep this going season three let's do it season three um there was a line in the episode that they didn't mention in the wiki where uh michael mckean talks about a google search i didn't know google was around in 2003 when did google... i think it certainly was around it's just it was a yahoo like competitor <laughs> or maybe it was the very beginnings of google becoming a verb okay um interesting yeah um i mean it clearly was <laughs> right yes i just I didn't know yeah. about it. Interesting. I'm um, busy using Ask Jeeves. <laughs> oh, Ask Jeeves. Uh, all right, man. Anything else we uh, got to go over? We ready to get out of here? Let's get out of here. Let's, let's skedaddle. Yeah, this is the Talon Mix. It's a podcast. You can get it wherever your podcasts are. Also, we normally record uh, this live Sunday nights uh, at twitch.tv slash Voice. 8 or sorry uh yeah 8 pt 11 est uh we have a chat room we have a good time um 
come join us. If not, this uh, new episodes are available on Fridays wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Twitter at the Talon Mix Pod. Um, so come follow us there. Also, hey, maybe rate this on your your podcasting platform of choice. Maybe leave a review. We'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate it. Um, I got another show. It's called Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. It's also wherever your podcasts are. We got a good couple of ones coming up. Go check it out. Um, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Yes, Smallville gods. Are uh, the hosts of the Talkville podcast listening to this right now? Good night, everybody.